G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Let's turn some attention to developments in Queensland where there is a very proactive push from the pro-life organisation called Cherish Life to be prepared ahead of a state election to head off moves to decriminalise abortion. As you know, there were significant wins over what were known as the Pine Bills earlier this year. And that battle may have been won, but the war isn't over concerning the unborn in Queensland. There's a possibility that a Queensland state election could be called as early as next week. Andrew Smith is Secretary of Cherish Life in Queensland, joining us for an update. Hello, Andrew. Welcome along to 2020. Thanks, Neil. Andrew, uh, some moves here to shore up a pro-life voice in the Queensland Parliament. What is the likelihood of the possibility of an early election in Queensland, even as early as next week? We've got um, some really good sources and people who are friendly to the pro-life movement all over the place, and including unlikely places where it's always good to have some good men there. And... Um, at this stage, uh, based on advertising bookings, it looks like uh, a short election period which would uh, finish on November the 4th, which is a Saturday, and a short campaign is also what politically you'd advise Labor to do anyway, because if it's over fairly quickly, that's before people get to really think about, you know, do they want to vote for them, are they good, that sort of thing, and it's, and it's all over and done with. So that is... It's in line with what political strategists would also do. And from talking to other journos and uh, political types, um, it matches in with what they've been thinking from, from elsewhere, from all that they know. Andrew, a couple of big issues that organisations like Cherish Life are onto all the time. Of course, the big one, abortion. And not really secondarily, because it's big in its own right, the issue of euthanasia. These are the two issues uh, that are significant when it comes to a state election because candidates and parliamentarians will be looking to be elected or re-elected and their stance on those issues is very important. Absolutely. And um, the Pine Bills, which was to completely remove abortion from the criminal code and make it available at any time, at any stage, for any reason... That's a big battle that people would have been aware of. And, and that, you know, we and, and the other groups, we all came together, acted as one, threw everything at it. And, um, and we started from the worst possible position politically in terms of numbers. And uh, we were so successful that they actually pulled the bill 24 hours before it was due for a vote in order to save themselves the humiliation. There was a second fight that people never got to hear about and that was with the push to get euthanasia through uh, and uh, and into uh, a legislative bill that would go through uh, and be voted on in the government. And that's something that didn't actually make it past committee stage because they were unable to vote for it to go ahead at that point. And the reason that happened is because we had enough pro-life MPs on that committee that they could stop it at that point. And this is where it really comes through on the point that I'm making here that 
in politics you can have all the good arguments and they have a place, but ultimately, especially with a vote, it comes down to the numbers. And that's why it's so important to make sure that you have good pro-life MPs in Parliament to begin with. If you do that, there's a lot of work that gets saved. Well, Labor governments are notoriously pro-abortion and their plan appears to be uh, to want to remove abortion from the criminal code in Queensland. Uh, Is that Labor policy in Queensland as it is in so many other states? It's actually become policy and and I do want to point out that we're not concerned about one party versus another. Uh, We're straight down the line on is uh, an MP going to or a candidate going to be pro-life or not. That's, that's our focus. But as a party, Labor at their last convention, their state convention for Queensland, uh, passed motions that they would support um, abortion as their policy. Uh, but also they've done the same for euthanasia. Uh, so they will be proactive on euthanasia as well. Andrew, how do you encourage or influence candidates and parliamentarians to adopt a pro-life stance when they are under pressure from all sides? Uh, it's it's very difficult um, because, I mean, you can educate them, but um, pressure from the community is what did it. Uh, politicians have a, a very good nose for self-preservation. And so if there is a genuine groundswell against a move that Parliament is looking to make, they will pick it up, especially when you're getting closer to an election. So one of the things that was so powerful for us is that people from all over the state, not just a Brisbane-centric group, uh, were contacting their MPs and saying, we do not want these bills to pass and we are dead set against it. It was far in excess of anything they'd experienced for a very long time. Andrew, it was a significant win earlier this year when those pine bills were defeated, but there were some new developments that were uh, keeping the issue alive. Uh, The Queensland government referred the abortion legislation to the Queensland Law Reform Commission, uh, and the Premier is leaving her options open because that commission is due to report midway through next year. What are your thoughts on the possibilities uh, of the Law Reform Commission reporting uh, in such a way that the Premier will be able to easily adopt uh, their recommendations? Well, they they may have sort of cast the answer such that they're sending the pine bills off to the Law Reform Commission. That's not actually the case. Um, those bills are dead, buried and gone. What they've done is they've said to the Law Reform Commission, this is the law as it currently stands. What do we change in order to make it do this. So what they're actually doing is getting the Law Reform Commission to do the hard work of writing the legislation and then because it comes from the banner of the Law Reform Commission as, as a source of that legislation it's deemed to be very authoritative and safe and so forth but all the Law Reform Commission is going to be doing is giving Labor the answer to the question that they asked Um, And you can expect that it will be similar to uh, legislation that has been in uh, Victoria in 2008 that was introduced and voted through there. So it's going to be bad. How have the Premier and the opposition leader responded to calls that have come from uh, Cherish Life and from other pro-life organisations for assurances not to change the current laws? Are you aware of their responses? Previously, Labor had indicated that they weren't, uh, they had no interest in changing the laws. Um, that's whilst the the bills formally have come from 
Rob Pine, who's an ex-Labor person, it really was people in Labor who were pushing uh, that effort. Um, the, the Liberals, the LNP, have said that there's, they're not going to be doing any changes to the legislation. They've actually written back to us this time and reaffirmed this, but Labor are not. They're, they're somewhat silent on the matter and just simply saying, well, we've referred it off to the Law Reform Commission and we'll just see what they say. And, of course, what the Commission will come back with is the answer to Labor's question. So from a pro-life perspective, if Labor's returned with a majority... Uh, what does that mean for the possibility of the new moves to change the abortion laws? Well, along every uh, along party lines, uh, you've got every reason to expect that they would vote through that legislation that comes back from the Commission. However, you do get a conscience vote on these sorts of matters um, at the risk of otherwise uh, splitting your party apart internally with divisions. Um, with the LNP, you do get a, a genuine conscience vote Labor are kind of like, like a mafia-style conscience vote. Sure, you can vote this way, but might affect your future, especially if you're looking to have uh, a long-term, um, you know, rising up through the ranks in Labor because they will look at how you vote and determine whether they're wishing to pre-select you again or whether you'll ever get to be a minister. Um, Greens, we don't have any candidates or any MPs in Queensland for the Greens yet, but um, they don't even get to have a conscience. Okay. Well, there are moves from pro-life organisations like Cherish Life to try and shore up some level of understanding in the minds of candidates and of parliamentarians to adopt a pro-life stance. Uh, The campaign is continuing. You've got an appeal running at the present time, Andrew. Uh, How do you want people to be supportive? Uh, You're looking for workers. You're looking for finance. What What are the key things you're looking for? Um, we're looking for volunteers to help out as well, but uh, the truth is you just can't run these campaigns without finance. Um, that really does open up the options for what you can do. So one of the things that we'll be doing is uh, with MPs uh, that we've selected uh, for targeting, um, they will be, you know, we can do things like do a letterbox drop to the entire electorate, simply informing them of what that MP stands for. And we know from our Galaxy market research that... of the voters are prepared to change the way they vote based on an MP or somebody supporting abortion and then voting against them. So um, that's enough to, depending on what would, you know, who would have previously voted for that person and will change their mind out of that 6%, that's enough to take a, a person out of Parliament if they're on a marginal seat or if they are in what's regarded as a very safe seat. Uh, it's enough to bring them back to marginal and then they're vulnerable for the following election or and, and they've got to work a whole lot harder during the uh, the following period. And, and this election is particularly important because what we have in, in terms of the parliament is what we have to deal with for the next four years. Well, it's a serious issue when you're dealing with the value of a human life, whether that human life is not yet born or at the other end of the spectrum... Uh, issues to do with euthanasia. And Andrew Smith, the Secretary of Cherish Life in Queensland, let me give you the website to go to to support what's happening with Cherish Life. It's cherishlife.org.au. Cherishlife.org.au. Andrew Smith, thanks for being with us today on 2020. Thank you. And it really is a matter of life and death. So be involved. 
Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.